What it do, what it do, what it do, what it do. Man, people, back again. This is your boy, Wu, with episode four of Wu-isms. I'm sitting here with none other than my boy, my co-host, Big Heads. What's happening? What's happening? Man, as, as always, man, we appreciate everybody for taking the time out to just listen and fuck around with us as we do what we do best, which is sitting back, tackling topics, talking shit, laughing, kicking, drinking, and having a good time. For sure. Man, so um, today, man, you know, we were um, just uh, looking back and there was a tweet from... Our favorite Caucasian guy, Elon Musk, and it uh, was in reference to having people uh, apply for jobs and working for Tesla in his uh, AI uh, artificial intelligence department. And uh, basically, he tweeted out, a PhD is definitely not required. Um, I don't care if you even graduated high school. So, you know, I hit the boy Big Hess up, man. I said, hey, man, you know, what you think about this that uh, Elon Musk tweeted out? Um, so, I, I mean, you know, I'm going to turn it over to him and let him give his thoughts on, on, the, on the subject um, because we finna delve uh, deep into this conversation tonight. Yes. <clears throat> so, looking in, when you hear that, it shows how far we've come and just, well, we've been out of high school for what, 15 years? 15 years, bro. 15, 16 years? And it just shows how far we've come from what, um, I would say, the value that the college degree holds. Like, when, yeah. we, when we graduated high school, it was like, all right, you graduate now, you got to get into college, you got to go to college, get your degree, graduate in four to five years, um, so you'll be a productive citizen in society. Which we shortly found out after that 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 was not the reality at all. Mm-hmm. It was a lot harder than what people made it out to be. So um, that that brings us to what our topic is today. Mm-hmm. Is how much weight does the college degree hold? Because somebody like this has this multi-billion-dollar company. That is making a state of the art vehicle, you mm-hmm. using all kinds of crazy technology and saying, "Hey, we just need people that are basically going to work hard and do what we needed them to do." I'm not worried about your level of education. Where 15 years ago, that was the thing that was highly promoted, right? So, in your opinion, how much weight does that truly hold? Man, I'm just looking back, like shit. Back in 2004, I mean, we didn't have the social media aspect of things. So I probably wouldn't even saw this Mm -hmm. coming from Elon Musk. The second thing is I would have been like, what the fuck is a Tesla? And who is this guy? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm going to be quite honest. I didn't watch the news then. Yeah, right. And I really don't watch the news now. So I would have been hearing this word of mouth. And then, uh, so my next thing would have been like, so you mean to tell me I could work for this big company or I could apply to this big company and 
I don't have to even graduate high school. Right. And contradicting what my mom and other uh, adults in my my life that were influential was telling me, like, hey, you know, finish high school, graduate high school, go to college. And now here, this multi-million, billion, trillionaire is telling me I don't even need a, a high school degree, the high school diploma, let alone a college degree. Um, so, you know, that's number one. And then number two, you know, I'm looking at like, okay, so this guy gets on there and says, well, you know, um, everybody on my AI team and department is working directly under me and we, uh, communicate through text, emails, phone calls every day. And I look back and this guy has four degrees. Yeah. He went to four universities and colleges, but then you're saying like, you're going to, uh, interview and hire people that may not even have a high school diploma. So to me, it's, it seems like he wants the power over people, just like the slave masters had over slaves mm. when they didn't want them to learn how to read, when they didn't want them to learn how to write, when they wanted them to depend on them for everything. Mm. And that's when when I read that and I thought about it, that's what I thought. I'm like, damn, it's like a new age slave master because you don't want them to, you want them to have some type of understanding of what your company is about, but you want them to depend on you and get your okay and, and, and have that power and, and dominion over them. Mm. So that's what I that's that's what came to my mind when I thought about it. So I I I, I could see that. I could see that. I, the way I look at it is that it's a changing of the times where it's not so much of what you know from an educational standpoint. Mm-hmm. It's actually what you knew what you know in order to get the job done. Um that's I feel like that's what's more valued now. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about a lot of these jobs, a lot of these jobs, you can be trained on the job on how to do. True. So I work in the, I used to work in retail. Mm-hmm. So the people that we used to hire under me, we used to say, okay, well, they need a degree. That was really just something to separate one set of people from the other. Right. Because I don't need you to have a degree for me to teach you how to sell what I need you to sell. Mm-hmm. It is no point. Now the company would say, "Well, I need you to have this degree because the the political answer is we're trying to hire people that are going to stick with us long term. So, you know, we want them to be able to come into our company and grow within our company based on the type of degree that they have." Mm-hmm. I really just view it as it shows that you could commit to something. Right. This is the first. That if I see that you were able to stick with this long enough to get your degree, that means you had at least a little bit of fortitude to stick with something long enough to finish it. Mm-hmm. If you can finish something, then I can work with that. But then that doesn't that piece of paper doesn't, in my opinion, truly indicate that you can. 
Right. It just shows that you went to school and stuck with it for however long it took you to, to get your degree. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I would say, in my opinion, the the in this case, he's just noticing that I'm not gonna sit here and wait for another class of people to come through here in the next four to five years when I need people now. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you can do the job now, I need you now. Well, okay. So going back to what you asked, how much weight does a degree hold? Um, depending on your profession, mm-hmm. that should dictate how much weight your degree holds. In my case, I have two degrees. Mm-hmm. I have a bachelor's degree in business management with a minor in marketing and military science. And I have a master's degree in healthcare administration. But now I work for the fucking post office. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Right. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, when we came up, it was it was kind of big, you know what I'm saying? Like it was it was pushed on us. Hey man, after high school, y'all need to go to college. Okay. So go off to college. While I'm in college, I joined the military. But I worked it out to where I could still graduate college because that was my number one goal was to go to college, get this degree. You know what I'm saying? As a first generation college student, I'm like, okay. I kind of got this burden on my shoulders right. that I have to go and I have to complete uh, this four-year degree, um, this program to get this degree to be successful. So I joined the military. I work it out to where I can still finish, um, you know what I'm saying, college, get my, my bachelor's degree uh, from UAB. Shout out to UAB. Go Blazers. Go Blazers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know what I'm saying while I'm in the military I uh, commissioned a- as an officer so while being in the military you know here it is I-, I got the leadership skills you know what I'm saying I got the management skills because I learned some management through my classes but I really didn't need the you know what I'm saying like I didn't need that degree per se Right. To to do my job in the military, which was supply. But at the same time, I was leading and managing soldiers. Okay, cool. So then, you know, being in the military, they're telling us, you know, okay, for an officer, it looks good for you to get a master's degree. Um, so I, I kind of wanted to stick in management, um, but I like healthcare. Woo, woo, woo. Got my healthcare um, administration degree. Online from Ashford University. So, my time in the military comes up. I get out the military and I'm applying for positions. I'm applying for management positions, leadership positions, supply management positions because I had a supply background in the military. I even I started applying for entry level healthcare positions. So, some, some of the positions that I got denied for, they said, Oh, well, you're too overqualified for an entry-level healthcare position. All right. So when I apply for something on the level of my master's degree, of my education, 
you don't have enough experience. Right. Well, what the fuck? How <laughs> right. can I get a job? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I wanted to be in healthcare. How can I get a job as healthcare, as an administrator, as a manager, as a leader, if for one, I'm too overqualified for an entry-level position, so you some bitches say. Right. But I'm I don't have enough experience for the management position. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm like, I really wasted for six six years total of secondary or uh, post second uh secondary education and time on two fucking degrees that I'm not even using to this day. <laughs> <laughs> right, but I so like going back to the value thing. So the, it it holds weight as far as what it stands for for like our families, our our communities. Yeah, like you stated, you're a first generation college student. I am as well. So to say that hey, we have college graduates in our family, that's important. That's a really big deal in in you know the black community. Right. But when you look at as far as jobs and the type of money that you can make just because I got a degree versus somebody that's doing something with manual labor, that person that's doing manual labor very well may make more money than me. You're damn right. And I'm the one that went to school for a degree. Yeah. You know, like you got these people that work that's working out offshore doing mm-hmm. these 14 on seven off or whatever shifts they do. They make it Red. Yeah, yeah. Especially when they become captains, they make it over six figures. Shit, who you tell me? Exactly. That's legit. And they didn't go to school for that. Hell no. They learned on the job and they worked their way up and they got to where they are. Yeah, they probably go through a little training. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like to get, you know, that they need for that captain status. But hell, that's, they don't have to go to a fucking four year university. Right. College and, for that. And get student loan debt hell yeah. up the ass because, you know, you're trying to get this degree. Yeah. You know, so it's, you're not doing it. You can't for most professions. I'm not gonna say for all because if I want my doctor to go to school, you're damn right. If you are gonna cut on me like that commercial, that was that AT and T commercial. Mm-hmm. That's like okay, uh, I'm just okay. I don't, want, I don't need no okay doctor when mm. I want surgery. I need somebody that's legit. Like I can't have you be like, oh well, I learned how to do this a couple of weeks ago because my homeboy Pat showed me how to do this. I don't need that. Yeah, I don't need that. I need you to be extremely qualified but for most of our like for most of the common professions man we don't need degrees for that no it's just a waste of time shit like i I don't need i'm i'm a fucking i'm a fucking uh clerk at the post office (laughs) yeah i'm an old qualified fucking (laughs) clerk at the post office you know what i'm saying right okay so so this the crazy shit right so i applied for uh, a supervisor position with the post office, you know what I'm saying. Uh, had a did, did a, a a good job over the phone interview with with the with the hiring official. So this was back in maybe November when I had the interview. Um, you know, so I know people they still haven't filled the position. So I'm talking to the lady that that I know that knows the hiring official and she was telling me, well, um, since you don't have any uh, management or supervisor experience in the post office, um, they more than likely won't hire you. So I'm like, 
here it is. You see my resume. You know, obviously you 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 like my resume enough to where you you give me the the opportunity to to have an interview. Then you you give me an interview, and in my opinion, you sound like, oh shit, this is a, a fucking squared away, you know, person, yeah. individual. Yeah. Um, but then you know, you the word is you won't hire anyone that doesn't have management experience in the post office. Well, how in the fuck you knew that before I when I applied for the position <laughs> that I'm just a clerk in the post office. Right, right. So why right. would you waste your time and my time interviewing me if you already made up in your mind that you're not gonna hire anybody that doesn't have this experience. That's the politics. You know what I'm saying? Man. Yeah. And I, I'm just I'm just like, here we go, all over again. Right. You know, I'm I'm overqualified for this one position that I am I'm in, but I don't have the experience for the position that you are interviewing for. Yeah. Which is bullshit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Take a chance. Yeah. I'm pretty sure somebody took a chance on your ass right. and put you in a position. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How the fuck you expect that you got there? You know what I'm saying? Like in the post office, it's, it's a fucking it's a, it's a chain. Like you have to you have to start in a in a base position and then move into these management roles. You just ain't come off the it, it ain't like um like I I don't know, like some fucking Fortune 500 company that you know wants a fucking financial officer so you have to have this finance background. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's the fucking post office. Right. You know, but here it is. I have these skills and credentials. I have a fu- I have two fucking degrees that show, okay, this guy knows something right. about management. Right. Leadership. You know what I'm saying? Right. So in my in my case, my degrees don't hold the weight of a feather. <laughs> right. It's baby shit that holds more weight than my two fucking degrees at this point in time. You know what I'm saying? And I hate to say it like that. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying like I shouldn't have never went to college. No. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like. The time that we live in, man, it's it's bullshit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, if you're not, if you don't go for a specialty degree, like a doctor, a lawyer, a uh, uh, nurse, um, some some in in those categories that you have to have the skills and you have to have the knowledge to perform your job. Mm-hmm. If you if you're not in in one of those fields, to me, I I think that it's bullshit. Really, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with you, bro. Like, it's because uh, a lot of that stuff you can really learn on the job itself is nothing that you're gonna learn in college from a educational standpoint. That's gonna give you a a, a head start um, from anybody else. Um, but let's take a break and thank our sponsors real quick because we're gonna transition to talk about something else. All right, so we're back, man. We uh, just been talking about the value of the the college degree. You know, if it really holds as much value as you know most people try to make it seem to be. But 
you know, one thing we know that does hold a lot of weight is the college experience. You learn so much from just being in college. It's like your first taste of adulthood, um, and it, it gives you a buffer to learn what it's like to be an adult. But I'm going to transition and really let Wu talk more about that because he had a really, really <laughs> <laughs> unique experience, man. So I'm going to let you take over, sir. Man, uh, shit. I mean, like... Uh, it ain't really no no words to describe the the college experience that I had, man. I think I had like one of the the best college experiences ever. Um, shit, man, just being like an eighteen year old college student that uh, started out. I started out at Dillard University in New Orleans, and uh, before that, like I'd never been on a college tour before. Um, except for that one time, man, when we had played in Opelika our senior year, and then the next day we had went to uh, Skeegee, so I think Skeegee. like they homecoming. Oh, Skeegee. That's, <laughs> a, that's a topic for yeah. a different day. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, one, that's one, man. But I, I knew then, like, <laughs> I said, this is what we got to look forward to because, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, not only was it was like beautiful women there, but then like we snuck on campus and we had got introduced to the the student college atmosphere and, and seeing uh, shit at the time, the Omegas, but now it a bros to me, <laughs> and seeing like other Greek organizations, I knew like then I couldn't wait. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, being an 18 year old freshman college student in New Orleans, man, it was a, a, a big culture shock. You know what I'm saying? That was the first time like I was on my own, um, away from the house. You know what I'm saying? Even though New Orleans was like two hours away, uh, and I knew I could, I could like shoot back to the house like probably every other weekend if I wanted to. Um, just being down there on my own, and uh, man, you know, as soon as I moved in, like me and my roommate, like we we hit it off. Um, like a couple other my homeboys that I met when I got down there, man. I mean, like, even to this day, you know what I'm saying, we still keep in touch, you know, anytime I'm in New Orleans, I'm, I'm kicking it with them, I'm hanging with them, you know what I'm saying, some of them, like, man, like, my best friends to this day, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, just being down there, man, like, shit, uh, I started out being a uh, pre-nursing major, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I got talked into that because one of my counselors, you know, that was from the Overbound program, and she knew me when we was coming up. Um, from Council and Phillips, you know, she uh she told me that she think that it'll be a good idea that I did go to Dillard, and she also told me it'll be a good idea for me to be a uh, a male nurse because at the time, you know, um, everybody was looking for male nurses at that time. So I said, shit, okay, why not? But that was a fucking bad decision <laughs> ever. I don't know why they let her talk me into that. I didn't think. I, I, I mean, I knew it was going to be so sad, but I didn't know it was going to be like that. Mm -hmm. I was down that motherfucker, man. I was taking literally six classes a week. And that shit did not goddamn um, sit well with my partying <laughs> schedule at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> at all. You know what I'm saying? Here it is. I'm in class six days a week, man. I got fucking uh, probably like pre-cal. I got goddamn uh, African-American studies. I got, uh, all the freshmen had to take this freshman orientation class with our advisors like once a week. Had to take that bullshit. <laughs> I was taking, um, 
uh, we had to take PE class, so what I get in? Volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had to take that shit. And then on top of that, man, I was taking fucking, um, I had to take biology one, biology one lab, biology two, biology two lab, mm. Kim, uh, general Kim, mm-hmm. and general Kim lab. And I was like, man, fuck this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I go back to the room, and my fucking roommate just in the room chilling. I'm like, dude, what the fuck is your major? He's like, business. I said, okay. <laughs> because it's like, man, the crazy thing is, and going back to the culture down there, like, not just the New Orleans culture in itself, but being at Dillard, it was so diverse amongst black people because, mm-hmm. like, I, I just looking back at our, our class, man, like, we had a lot of people from, like, the Bay Area, out in Cali. Uh, we had a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, combined Dallas and Houston. That made up a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Then Chicago, man. So, like, all these different areas had, like, their own, like, social club. Yeah. And shit. It wasn't number, like, five of us from Mobile that we just, like, so happy to link up when we got there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, and I just remember this one time, man, uh, the Chicago club threw a party and they had dollar drinks. Uh, it sounds, was horrible. Yeah, that sounds terrible. It was horrible, <laughs> but it was so fuck much fucking fun, man. Like we went to this club. This club had like three stores to it. Each store had like a different like genre of music was playing, which was awesome. Dollar drinks, man. We get back on campus, man. I'm fucked up. <laughs> I called my mama. I said, Ma. I just want you to know that I love you. <laughs> she don't know what's going on. While I'm on the phone with my mama, drunk, calling her. Our other homeboy, we call him Kill Bill because he look like a fucking character <laughs> off of Kill Bill. Uh, he fucking comes, just streaks through our room because we stayed on the bottom part of the dorm. Mm-hmm. Streaks through the, the, ho- the dorm. Runs through the room because we never kept our door locked. Mm. Jumps through the window. Like, why did he jump through the window? This nigga was drunk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we was doing dumb shit like that, bro. So I'm like, you know what I'm saying? And this is just like all our freshman year. Yeah, you know right. <laughs> all, all freshman year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like. I just knew in my mind, like, I'm finna change my schedule so I can goddamn party a whole lot more, <laughs> worry about class a little less, which I ended up doing, mm-hmm. you know, um, so, but shit, man, like, freshman year was a success, passed it, and uh, we come back, start our sophomore year, Katrina hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, shit, like, everybody went to Houston. What I do, I said, man, shit, if I'm going to die, I'm going to go back to Mobile and die with my family. <laughs> I don't know why, but I said, yeah. you know what I'm saying, I, I just see y'all whenever. If I got to go. If I got to go, go. Go, <laughs> go, let me go by my family, man. Right, I can't go right. over to Houston. I, I mean, I know y'all, but that's it. Yeah. So, shit, I go back and, uh, you know, I just took a weekend worth of clothes and went back to the house. Everybody knows the tragedy behind Hurricane Katrina, so you know what I'm saying. So after that, man, I'm just sitting at the house and I'm talking to my mom like, "Hey, uh, don't look too well for Dillard. 
I don't know if I want to go back to school. Yeah. But she said, hey, you know what I'm saying? You made up in your mind that you wanted to go to school. Finish it out. So I was like, okay. Got on the phone, called Arvin. Arvin was like, oh, you'll displace Katrina student. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, you can enroll. But um, by the end of the semester, you have to pay tuition, full tuition. Full tuition? Okay, no thank you. <laughs> Got on the phone with Alabama. They said, oh, you're a displaced Katrina student. Oh, we're sorry. You can come enroll right now, but you have to pay full tuition for both semesters by the end of the school year. Hmm. Uh, all right. I'll think about it. So, shit, I think that was, like, around the time I had got on the phone with you, man. I was talking, and you was like, shit, bro, you might as well come on up here to UAB. It's just like a whole nother mobile. Right. But That's exactly what it was. We're, we, we don't have our parents here. Right, it's right. It's like, all right, well, shit, I mean, I ain't got to go to class. I ain't got no job right now. I just come up there and visit or whatever. Uh, but, you know, after we got off the phone, I had called uh, registration and admissions. And uh, told them my story. It's like, oh, okay, you're a displaced Katrina uh, student. Um, yeah, you can enroll, and you won't have to worry about paying tuition for the year. Okay, I'm on the way. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, see, my my three little outfits that I had packed up, <laughs> hopped up in the day woo, in the day woo. and sixty five north. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when I get there, you know, I had a flat tire on the way. Mm. Get there, I missed moving into camp by one person because I had the flat tire. Mm. So they stuck me in Hickson. The first motherfucker I see in Hickson is none other than Lenny. DJ Lenny. <laughs> DJ Lenny T. Right. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Lenny 14. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. That's the first, the first motherfucker that I meet when I when I move up to UAB. And you know what I'm saying? We in Hickson and we popped it off then. I think as soon as I moved in, I hit you up, man. You was like, all right, man, come on over to the room. I come over to camp, man. It was just like, it's like a motherfucking free fall in there. Right. You know, like niggas was over there just drinking. Fucking music was blasting. Niggas was in the corner shooting dice. I said, shit, I feel like I'm back in New Orleans because this is what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? If I wasn't at the club, <laughs> and then if I wasn't asleep, yeah. shit, I was shooting dice with the niggas in the, in, in, the, in the dorm. So I was like, shit, let me go over here and got them pop meal squad in, in, in the cone. <laughs> Automatically hit it off, man. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, it, it was it was a fulfilling experience, man, just transitioning from Dillard to UAB after Katrina. You know what I'm saying? As, as, as time passed, you know, more people started to get to know who who is. And I fit in, and uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I I get the chance to finally have the opportunity to play as bro. Yeah. And I appreciate what I went through. I appreciate the process. I appreciate the other four individuals that made up our line and, you know, Gave me that extra brotherhood, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That I'm not gonna say I was missing, but was lacking, you know what I'm saying? Because from my mom's and dad's marriage, <clears throat> I'm the oldest of three, yeah. So I always had to be that big brother for my dad, you know what I'm saying? Pop, <laughs> pop had pop had the kids, pop you know what I'm saying? Stone, baby. But you know, <laughs> I never had that relationship with my other 
older brothers and sisters. So, you know what I'm saying? By having those four individuals with me, the only other one on our line that's older than me is Art. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like my big brother in a sense, but we on the same level. But then, you know, I got the other three that, you know, it's, I, we're not too much age gap. Right. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people say, man, should I pledge again? Hell to the <laughs> fuck nah. I will not go through a process again. Let me say this. Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated is a non-hazing organization. A non-hazing fraternity. Non-hazing. Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated, especially the Kappa Delta chapter of Omega Sci-Fi, is a non-hazing entity. I will put that out there. Was it a lot of knowledge to learn? Yes, it was. And I'm going to leave it at that. Don't call that knowledge. Okay. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, we was online for 179 days, man. And that process brought us together. That process gave us memories Mm -hmm. that, you know what I'm saying, I'm so fortunate to have. You know, I wouldn't trade those memories for nothing in the world. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that that added to my overall college experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything was not perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like, the classwork. You know, uh, me getting, me going to a small institute where Dillard was probably the size of maybe... The floor, and right. which is really not that big, right? Right, you know right. what I'm saying. And then going to UAB, which is fucking half a downtown Birmingham, <laughs> yeah, right, you right, know what I'm saying, right, right, right. So going from that to that was uh, an experience in itself. Mm-hmm. And then here it is, you know what I'm saying, like the people multiplied so. You know what I'm saying? Having to get to know new people and see where I fit in with all that, that also added to the cultural and the collegiate experience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you add on me having the chance to be in ROTC, uh, me also being a part of Omega Sci-Fi. You know what I'm saying? Like that, all that added to my collegiate experience that I would, I, I would never forget. I would, I, I'm so happy that I had the opportunity to, you know what I'm saying, like, I. It, it's times that I sit back and think, like, what if Katrina didn't happen? Yeah. Where would I be at right now? Would I still be a part of Omega? Right. Would I went to the military? Would I, you know, still, would I have dreads to this day? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Would I have my family? You know what I'm saying? It's so many factors that play into play, but I'm so happy that I had that, you know, because my collegiate experience is, shit, a big part of who I am. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I finished I finished college in five years, but that's only because of that time that I was displaced from Katrina. Yeah. And then, you know, when I got to UAB, they put me on academic probation. So I had to prove myself, you know what I'm saying, in order for me to not be put out and then trying to find somewhere to go to pay tuition at that time, which I didn't have, you know. Um, I mean, that was my my collegiate experience 
And I'm pretty sure, you know what I'm saying? Like, we had some things in common, but I know yours is totally different from how mine was. Yeah, so, like, I, you know, I went UAB right out the gate. Um, that was, like, my first time being away from home. Mm-hmm. Like that. So, and I, I grew up, it was me, my mom, my grandma, for the most part. So, I grew up kind of sheltered. So, when I got into those city lights, boy. Eyes <laughs> buck wide. Boy. Boy. Like, so, this is what freedom's like. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, that first semester rocked me. I was able to balance it out the second semester. I was good. And, you know, my girl, who's my wife now, was up there with me, which made things easier in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... But, and then that second year, so the first year I moved in, I stayed on campus with somebody I already knew, one of my homeboys. The next year I moved in with a total stranger, mm-hmm. um, which we're best of friends now, but just like the anxiety of being like, all right, I got to live with somebody like I have never met before. Right. I don't know anything about this person, what their quirks, if they're clean, Hell, they might be a serial killer for all I know. <laughs> like, I have no clue. You yeah. know, I, I'm just, I gotta, I gotta learn how to adapt, though. Uh-huh. It's like, that was a situation where you learn how to adapt based on the person you would learn how to compromise. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn how to not sweat the small stuff. Yeah. Too, because you're living with somebody. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm living with you, it's just... I'm not, that's not a relationship that needs to be on <laughs> rocky, rocky right. ground, right? Exactly. You know, so, you know, just finding best ways to make, to make that relationship work. Um, while still trying to balance, I had a little work study job. So trying to make sure I had some money in my pocket, mm-hmm. balancing the workload itself. But then going back to the partying. Yeah. Just like you, I love to party, man. <laughs> Might not be able to. It's like I was telling somebody yesterday. I said, you know, now you know, my, I can afford, you know, a bottle of goose or something. Back then, it was aristocrat, the yeah. rubbing af- alcohol. Oh man, we had top. Oh, <laughs> in the plastic gallon. <laughs> yeah, in the plastic yeah. gallon. But you know, so it's like you know, you it was. I'm grateful for it, though, because it allowed me to learn responsibility mm-hmm. in a safer environment. Yeah. Not saying that like it wasn't any consequences that came from it, because I ended up coming home after the second yeah, year. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, like, shit, when I got the, the UAB, I probably, I think you was, like, maybe up there for, like, maybe another semester or a year. Right. And then, shit, when I went to base training, got back, you was gone. Yeah, so, like, and it was completely my fault Yeah. why, <laughs> why I was back at the crib, but... So, you know, having to learn from, like, it took a lot for me to own up to it and just be like, you know what, I have to recognize, because I could have got loans and stayed up there, but it was like, in order for me to truly progress and be what I need to be, I can't stay in this environment. Yeah. And it wasn't because anything was wrong with the environment. Mm -hmm. It was me in the environment. Oh, yeah. You know, so recognizing that, coming home, you know, working because I didn't go to school right off when I came home. I just decided to work because I felt like that was easier. Mm-hmm. But then, like the more I looked at it, I know I, I knew I needed the degree to progress through my career because I was going into business and sales. But then, too, you know, from a family legacy standpoint, I was I had set the goal to get the degree. Yeah, I needed to get it. Yeah, I feel I feel you on that, man. Um, so. 
I guess my, my next question to you is, is if you could have done it differently, would you still would have went to UAB or would you would have would have went to um, not necessarily, well, I would say, yeah, would you have went to an HBCU or would you have went to uh, another school out of state to get away from like I did? Yeah, I, I went to I went to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? It, now, it wasn't nothing wrong with the friends that I knew or the people that I knew that was going to UAB. Right. It was just that that time I was like, okay, we're about to graduate. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, you know, I, I was out, not the dumbest person in the world, but I bullshitted like my freshman and sophomore year in high school yeah. to where I tried to bounce back, but I was missing that gate of all those scholarships because maybe I had like, I think I probably had like a, a 3-3 or something like that, but yeah. I made a 17 on my ACT. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't getting scholarships. So I was like, I have to leave y'all because I have to pay for school now. So right. I got to focus. Yeah. Which is kind of really didn't work out like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So would you? What would you have done different? Man, I think I probably if if I'm if I had another shot at it, I would have explored more HBCU opportunities. Mm -hmm. I didn't explore many. I I explored Skiki. Uh, I looked at. Looked at state, and I looked at A and M. Mm. That was about it. But once I had got the acceptance into UAB, plus I had scholarships, I was like, "It's no brainer. That's where I want to go." Right. And at the time too, I was thinking about going into the medical field, which just like you, I found out quickly that was a mistake. Yeah. You know, like I'm cool, and I was trying to go into sports medicine. So you know, I was like, oh, "I want to be around sports." But then I'm like, "All right, that's a bone sticking out your leg, <laughs> whole bone." Not good with that. Yeah, I'm not good with that. But this money, I'm, I'm about this money, so that's why I transitioned into business. So I think if I had recognized that earlier too, my selections of schools would have been different. Because mm -hmm. UAB is one of the best medical schools in the country. Yeah, it is. You know, but I mean, like, okay, you got a business degree background. I have a business degree background. I mean, business is one of those things that is broad. Management is broad. Right. I mean, even like. I mean, you tell you, like, right now, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm back. <laughs> Believe it or not, I am back in school now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Getting my MBA with a concentration in finance. Yeah. So, like, even even with that, like, I mean, you can go to, I don't know, like, any schools that say, oh, you know, we're just, like, the number one in business. Or, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's always yeah. those professional or those specialty you know what I'm saying, uh, majors yeah. and degrees. You know, like like you said, UAB is is real big in medicine. Right. You know what I'm saying, uh, Xavier in in New Orleans, and and Dil Xavier is is more so a pharmacy. Dillard is is uh you know like medical field as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, like you got those schools like that. Um, so I mean, I feel like with those generic ass degrees, like. If you mind right, you can go anywhere and, and, and prosper. Exactly. And that kind of goes back to, like, our point earlier, man. Like, some of the stuff you really don't need to go to school for. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not using my business degree for anything I'm doing now. Yeah. And I'm definitely not at the post office. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. But it's just, I'm not. Like, I, I, everything I've learned, I've learned on the job mm -hmm. from experience. And I've been able to carry those skills over into what I'm doing now. But... You know, I can't say that the the 
what I went, what I learned out of a book in college is what's contributing to my success today. Yeah, it's more of like what I went through in college from the experience standpoint that has contributed to that because that was life application. Mm-hmm. What's in those books couldn't help me with that. Yeah, like I mean, to me, like man, some of that shit is like pointless. Like if I if if I if I write on a paper and say my uh, degree preference is business management, why in the fuck do you have me? In a general chemistry class, right? You I know what I'm saying? What the fuck? What, the, what, what I need to know that for? Right. I mean, I understand if I go to a lab, I'm gonna have to goddamn know volumes and all that shit and some math. But yeah. I mean, shit, like I'm fucking business. I'm management. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Unless I'm going into a pharmaceutical company, then I can get the training from that pharmaceutical company that's right. gonna put me in the play, position. Right. As long as they see management behind my name. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I. I felt like a whole bunch of that shit I was taking was pointless than a motherfucker. Right. Like I even think like now, like what um where like with my current job, they send us into trainings or whatever, um, to try to best help the better manage people and learn personalities. Mm-hmm. And so they bring out these books, but it's like we don't learn anything from the books. It's like more of like the drills or interactions we have with one another that we can actually go apply. Right. So I think a lot of the curriculum, probably starting in high school for real, should be geared more around that type of stuff mm-hmm. and what we can apply to life versus what that, what this book is going to tell me about this equation yeah. that I'm never going to use again a day in my life. Well, I mean, you know, they do have the the tech schools, you know what I'm saying? Like down here, you know, we got Faulkner and they have like a lot of like those like trade, you know what I'm saying? Uh, trade specific and uh, qualifications and search like that, like masonry and and shit like that. Um, so I mean, I get where you're coming from, um, but I just know like for me, like everything that I learned for management, really, like from the military to like even when I was working at Hunger How I was in Birmingham, I was right. a fucking shift leader <laughs> there. I learned all that shit like on the job, right? You know what I'm saying, like. It's some things that I picked up from a book, like SWOT analysis and shit like that. Right. That's taught me some things. But, you know what I'm saying? In the end, you know, it ain't really too much that, for, for what, like, I needed to know in business, like, those, quote, unquote, core classes that we need, I don't use half of that shit these yeah. days. Yeah. Even, like, when I try to go over math with my with my baby girl, like, the math that they're doing now is totally, totally different. different. Like, two you plus know? two equals four. And they like, nah, it's like two plus breaking down the second two into something and carry. Yeah. It's like, bro, that yeah. is, that's stupid. Exactly, man. But, I mean, you know, um, my good people, you know, we are not trying to deter you all. From going off to college or obtaining your degrees by any any means, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I do feel like we owe our ancestors um, that right, that gratitude. You know what I'm saying? Because they fought for us, they fought for education, they fought for equality, they fought for us to get in, get us into these uh, institutes. Even uh, you look back to. HBCUs that were established um, they were established so that we could have somewhere to go that was that was ours or somewhere to go for, for their kids and, and even themselves that they can 
uh, learn and, and and prosper during those times, and that was way back in the eighteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. So we do have we do have that right to go off to school. Um, I guess what I want to say is, man, when y'all do, just look into where y'all want to go, man. Put in that time and effort because I didn't have anybody older than me that I looked up to. I was a first generation college student. So I everything that I was doing, I was goddamn just plugging and playing, trying to throw some shit to the wall and see what stuck. And uh, like I said, it, I'm appreciative to where I was, how I got there, and where I am at today. And uh, especially if nothing else, man, like the college experience is awesome. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying like everybody should just go there and look to party, but I mean, college, man, that's going to be some, that's going to be where you're going to, you know, uh, create lifelong friendships, uh, relationships, uh, brotherhood, sisterhood. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, a lot of people that I come in contact with. When I went off in 2004, it's 2020, and we still talk to this day. And I can call on a majority of them now. And if I need some, they got me. Um, so, you know, just do your research. Uh, get that degree. Get that college experience. Have fun. Enjoy life. I mean, thank you for listening to another episode of Woo-isms. It's your boy, Woo. It's your boy, Big Hiss. Man, we'll holler back at y'all next week. Hey. And look, man, comment out there, too. Give us some feedback. We would love to hear, you know, y'all perspective, too, man. So check it out. Love y'all. Peace. Yep. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wooisms, hosted by your boy, Woo, and the homie, Big Hess. Please make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at Wooisms Pod. You can find me on IG at K underscore D underscore Wooten and Big Hess on IG at Big underscore Hesley. As always, to know who is to know who. Peace out.